Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello! Welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. In this episode, we'll be discussing Lexi Foss's book, Chastely Bitten. It's the first book in her Blood Alliance series. This is an after dark episode, so there will be cursing, we'll be discussing adult themes and sex, a lot of sex, so uh, monitor yourself appropriately, I guess. I will start with our characters and locations, and then Vicki will pick up with our plot. So let's start with our main characters. We have Darius. He is uh, an over 3,000-year-old vampire who's been laying low for the last 100 years that has decided to re-emerge into vampire society and try his hand at politics. He is vying for the position of sovereign in his area. Darius comes from a a royal vampire line. He was sired by Cam, who is supposedly dead, Uh, After he was tried for treason, Cam uh, championed the cause for rights for, well, I say championed. Cam believed that humans should have rights, uh, which made him a threat. And so that's, he was taken out because of that. We have Juliet. She's a blood virgin. She's 22, has dark mahogany hair, really nice lips. Uh, was bred to be submissive and serve as the tastiest vampire snack because of the the virgin status. So that's Juliet. Trevor and Ivan are a couple of Darius's closest friends, though they aren't nearly as old as he is. Ivan was a political advisor in his past life and Trevor was a surfer. They helped support Darius in his attempts to rise politically. We have Jace, who's a vampire royal and ruler of the Jace region. He is also friends with Darius and helping him rise to power. We have Lilith. She's really not mentioned all that much, but she's somewhat important. So Lilith is the head vampire in charge. She rules over all the vampires. Humans are taught to see her as a deity and they worship her, but she's really just a super, super old vampire who's super clever at manipulating politics and other people and ruling. Our locations are not super clear. The bulk of this story takes place on Darius's estate, though we don't know where that is. And at some point they fly to Lilith City, which used to be Chicago. Vicki, do you wanna take up with our plot? Yes. Um, so I'm going to start with a little bit of history of the world in this. So um, Chasely Bitten is set in a world where vampires and lichen rule while humans are subservient and treated like slaves. Humans used to be in charge, but when they found out about supernatural creatures, they naturally tried to kill them. And supernaturals weren't happy about that, so they killed all the 300,000 humans and took over. Uh, a blood alliance was put into place to keep the peace between vampires and lichens uh, while keeping humans as second-class citizens. 
Of course, the knowledge that humans used to be in charge is not something that most people know because the Coventus, the vampire government, uh, controls information and rules with fear. So our book begins with Darius, a vampire, buying a human woman. The woman, Juliet, has been raised as a blood virgin. Blood virgins have extra tasty blood, so they are sent to learn how to please rich vampires in all ways, but especially sexually. While Juliet accepts her fate, she is still terrified and unhappy about it. Vampires are known for being cruel. They purposely make feeding as painful as possible for, for humans and have no qualms about draining them dry, and there are no repercussions for killing a human. So naturally, she expects Darius to be just as cruel. However, he surprises her. Uh, he asks her her name and tells her his name. Juliet does not know how to react or behave since she has been taught that she will be punished for the smallest errors. Uh, when they arrive at Darius's estate, he does not feed from her or rape her. So again, Juliet does not understand what is going on. Uh, Darius has dinner with his vampire friends, Ivan and Trevor. They are rather crude and call Juliet a fuck doll, but Darius scolds them. When he summons Juliet for dinner with his friends, she thinks that she is the dinner. However, Darius does not abuse her to um, or offer her to his friends. Instead, he tells her that she needs to stop kneeling and bowing in front of him all the time and encourages her to eat. And poor Juliet is just waiting for the other shoe to drop so she can't enjoy any of this. Uh, Darius continues to confuse Juliet. He sexually pleases her without asking for anything in return. He does bite and feed from her, but he uses his special fancy vampire endorphins to make it pleasurable for her. Uh, he also tells her that he will never force himself on her and that she will need to come to him. Darius attempts to spend some more time with Juliet and tries to get um, an idea about how much she knows about history. He realizes that she's obviously just been taught propaganda, so he sticks her in the library, gives her a bunch of old history books, and tells her to read. She reads for several weeks. Um, he, she doesn't understand why Darius gave her this assignment. She thinks that he might be taunting her. Uh, she handles the whole thing rather well until she comes across a journal that reveals most blood virgins are sent to breeding farms once they have lost their sexual appeal. She freaks out, decides she would rather die than have that be her fate, and seeks out Darius. She confronts him and even yells at him. At first, this seems to please Darius, but when Juliet's emotions continue to spiral, he gets worried. He realizes that she did not finish the journal and takes her to read the rest of it, which explains uh, vampires can take humans as erosita. There is a ceremony where the vampire and human uh, share blood and are linked to each other. It gives the human immortality, but also if they have sex with anyone else, the bond is broken. Uh, the vampire can bang whoever they want though, because of course. Uh, they also have a special status within the vampire community. They're treated a bit better and they have more protection because if they're touched without permission, the vampire has free reign to just straight up murder that person. Um, and Darius reveals that that's what he plans for Juliet. She will be his Erosita and he will use her to tempt and murder his enemies. Turns out that Darius is not cool with the Blood Alliance and wants humans to be equal-ish with vampires and lichens. Uh, Juliet is not completely sure what all this will entail, but of course she agrees to go along with it because she's, you know, still kind of brainwashed and is going to do whatever Darius says. Uh, so several weeks after this revelation, he takes her to an event at a test. He tells her that she needs to kill a vampire named Victor. He is fully aware that she will fail, and he's actually just using her as bait. 
He knows that she'll be unable to kill Victor. Um, Victor, however, harms Juliet and Darius decapitates him. And all the other vampires are like, this seems fair. Victor did almost kill Juliet. So Darius is able to easily eliminate the threat that Victor poses. Um, a, bunch of, a bunch of sexy stuff happens. And afterwards, Darius explains that he plans to run for a position on the Coventus. He also tells her that they will be having dinner with Sebastian, the regent, and that it will be difficult because she needs to act like the subservient blood virgin, virgin she was when she arrived. Uh, Darius decides it would be a good idea to do a practice run with Ivan and Trevor. Juliet does great, uh, but Darius just fucks it up by using his endorphins to give Juliet pleasure. Ivan and Trevor tell him that he needs to get his shit together. And um, Ivan, who was the political advisor, he turns out to be the smart one, obviously. Um, and he tells Darius to just tell Sebastian that he's savoring Juliet and that he's not ready to share intimately, but he can still offer a glass of blood or her wrist. So they have dinner with Sebastian. It goes pretty well. Uh, this is where we find out that a royal named Cam is actually Darius's maker, which, which gives him a claim to the throne. We find out that Cam is dead, and before he died, he tasked Darius to be humanity's protector. Dinner wraps, wraps up, and Darius uh, ends up sending Juliet to her or his room because she didn't feel well. He apologizes to Sebastian and insinuates that at their next meeting, Juliet will be more experienced in all ways and that he will share her blood and her body. Juliet is pissed. She feels incredibly disappointed and angry because she was feeling like she could trust Darius. She has a breakdown and decides that she would rather die than live like this. Darius is like, well, shit, I guess it's time to reveal everything so she doesn't go crazy and try to kill herself. Um, and so he takes her on a trip to Lilith City, which used to be Chicago. While there, they meet Mira, a lichen, and Darius's friend, who is also in the plan to restore balance. While in Chicago, they go to this really awful event where humans are just lying on tables, being drank from, and then dying, and then being replaced by new humans. Um, Juliet manages to actually keep it together through dinner um, until Jace, a royal, appears and basically says he wants to eat Juliet. Um, she realizes that because he is a royal, Darius can't really do anything, so she's terrified. All of them head to their room where Jace grabs Juliet and she fights back. Jace bites her and Darius uses his compulsion to knock Juliet out. It's only a few minutes later when she comes to and it's explained to her that it was all a script and they all believe in restoring balance. Uh, they didn't want to let her know on that plan though. So poor Juliet. Um, they all get smuggled out of the city to go to a place called Majestic Plan where humans, vampires, and lichen are able to live together in harmony. Juliet is amazed that there is a place um, where she could be safe. Um, while there, she, meet, she meets Cam's Erosita Esmeralda and realizes that Cam must not be dead. He isn't, so yay, but also boo, because he's captured and probably being tortured somewhere. Uh, so while there, Darius gives Juliet the option to stay behind or fully accept becoming his Erosita and staying in the awful world where humans are treated horribly. So what does Juliet decide? Does she stay and remain safe or does she go with Darius? Will Darius win the political position? You've got to keep listening or read the book to find out. Spoilers ahead. In this book, Darius is super impressed with Juliet's blowjob skills. And he, she, part of her training as a blood virgin is like throat training, right? 
Yes. So I read that and thought, is that a real thing? It is. So I Googled it uh-huh. and it, it pulled up a couple of like, so there's, you know, like one helpful article about how to get rid of your gag reflex so you can swallow medicine. <clears throat> Another one of those is, so it's in style magazine, how to deep throat everything you need to know. And then a bunch of like YouTube Vimeo, like I'm scared of the results. Plus I got two ads from yellow pages for ear, nose and throat doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah, I'm afraid to click on so there's an, a webinar on how to deep throat. There's a deep throat training. So that's, that's interesting. You could go to Pornhub or what you wait x2. I don't know. I'm frightened. You're frightened. I'm frightened. They rec- so here's here's some of the great things that InStyle magazine rep- suggests. Um, so they talk about desensitizing the gag reflex, which is also what Healthline recommends. Um, but they have a hot tip: don't practice this on a banana because it can break off in your throat <laughs> and cause you to choke, which would be an embarrassing way to die. So that's. That's that's your hot tip if you're looking at uh, throat training. They have some some, some position some positioning suggestions. Try lying on your back with your head hanging off the bed. Please note this position requires enormous trust and communication with your partner. So that's try lying on your back with no pillows beneath your head and elevate your legs, which alters your spine's alignment so that your throat and mouth are in a straight line. I, ooh. Hmm. Some deep throaters swear by 69. So, okay. So there's your hot tips. If you're interested in throat training and this, this is a thing that I didn't know existed, but if you're interested, there are webinars and YouTube videos. And some other not safe for work videos. There's even someone called Happy Deep Throat. So that's that's a thing that exists, people. Isn't there like <laughs> spray to numb your throat? I feel like that's less, I think I I feel like that's a thing. I could be wrong, but I feel it like that might be like a, a thing. choking hazard. They also recommend uh pinching the space between the web space between your thumb and index finger uh, apparently that's that's an acupressure thing there's acupuncture for this you can also make a squit a, a, a fist and squeeze so they're talking about the thenar eminence i think they're talking about squeezing your squeezing your left thumb i think it's really the thenar eminence that they're talking about but so those are things that people i mean i i guess People should try these things and let us know if they work. All right. So let's talk about the book. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on from throat training, which exists. You should Google it. What did you think about this book, Vicki? This book was, (laughs) it was really hot, right? Yeah. Sorry. It was, it was so hot. Um, hot. It was really hot. There it's interesting because there were like 
a ton of blowjobs and like oral sex in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have sex until like 85% in, but all of that foreplay up to it and stuff was really hot. It was. Um, Some of the blowjobs were a little intense. Yeah. Like he held her there until she passed out. Things got Um, pretty aggressive at one point. Yeah. She says like he for. I even made a note in my Kindle. It's like, that's aggressive. I think it was the first, like, it was their first, uh, it was her first blowjob attempt with him, I think. And he fisted my hair on both sides and shoved himself into me even further, making it impossible to breathe. It's like, wow, that's, that's really aggressive, but okay. I mean, she is your property technically, so I guess you can do what you want to her. What is it about virgins? It's always the virgins. It's always the virgins. I don't I don't know. I guess it's got to be something about purity and being untainted, you know, this old ingrained thing in us that people who are are not virgins are tainted in some way yes they just always it's always like they're the tastiest they always want to sacrifice them i mean if anything it sounds like a great reason to not be a virgin whatever um because you're pretty it's always the maiden get that gets eaten by the dragon like she's always the one that gets sacrificed i think i'd be running out into the streets like bone me But it's always the virgins. And I feel like specifically it's always female virgins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. But I think in the second book in the series, there's a male blood virgin. So there is. I guess there's some equality here. There is. I just started the third or the second, the third, the second book, right? Last night I started it. And yes, there is a male blood virgin. But yeah. They aren't sexual. It's not just the hymen if it's if it's males and females. So right. which is not... why it's it's gotta be something about being t- how sex taints yeah. you. Yeah. You know? And they talk about this in this book too. Like they can't they tell them they can't they eat really bland food and they can't drink alcohol and right. the impurities. <laughs> Well, and then Darius is like, that's not true. Go ahead, Juliet. Yeah. You can eat this. Uh, eat some chicken. food. <laughs> eat, eat some chicken, Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> I really struggle with the name Juliet because there's a song from my youth called Check Yes, Juliet. And when I say that name, all I want to do is check yes, Juliet. So that's basically all that's in my head as we're talking about this. Vampires are super wasteful. I know. They were talking about, so Juliet costs millions of dollars. Like they opened the bidding at $1 million. And he immediately doubled it. Yeah. So she costs millions. Like the blood virgin virgins are very expensive. So we're talking millions of dollars. Plus they're super accomplished. Juliet can speak four languages. She's super well educated, educated, like good at math, knows the history, uh, was trained to function well in political circles, plus all the throat training that she did. 
So they invested a lot in her education and being raised to please vampires. But they say like, a lot of times the blood virgins are killed immediately after they're purchased. So that's a one, it's a one hit, one and done. Like that's it. Or they they have the sex with them and then they get returned to the Covetous so that they can train new blood virgins or they go to a breeding farm. Like what a waste of money and resources. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, disappointed. It's not frugal at all. If you're going <laughs> to spend a million, over a million dollars on a girl and plus, she did all that work to learn German and Japanese and some other language. Like, you should you should get some you should get some use out of your investment. Well, he is. He at least he is. is like, he is. Yeah. But a lot of vampires are not. It's wasteful. I'm disappointed in them. I mean, think about how much wealth most vampires have accumulated after being around forever. Like, of course. But um, if you're going to kill them as soon as you get them, what's the point in teaching them four languages? What's the point? It's a waste. It is. It's wasteful. I mean, it's their, it's their virgin. They can do what they want with them. But what I know is this. If I spent $22 million on this girl who could speak four languages and had the tastiest blood of all time, I would keep her around for a while. Darius has been looking for a girl for two years. He's been looking through the pictures for two years, looking for a girl with something special going on. I guess everyone just has that dead inside look because he says he picks a girl who's got fire in her eyes. And it makes me wonder, do, like, do I have any weather elements in my eyes? Are they ever stormy or wintry? Do I ever have wintry gaze? I feel like P authors use a lot of like weather elements to describe the way that people's eyes look. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. Like ice too. Yeah. That's used ice as well. Ice. Mm -hmm. Ice gaze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm fairly confident my eyes do not <laughs> show any weather. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why we haven't been selected by a 3000 year old vampire. <laughs> you know, I'm not too mad about that one. <laughs> that's cool. I'll take the no weather eyes if that's what I'm getting Maybe out of. It. Maybe that's why no one has come to take me off to fairy. It's because I've got super average, boring blue <laughs> eyes that don't ever, I don't know, portray storms or tor there's no tornadoes in my gaze. <laughs> No one's ever wrapped up and spun off into the atmosphere when they look into my eyes. So never going to get us a fae. Never going to get me a fae prince. <laughs> Doomed to live with the, the human peasant <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, she says deflowered probably like eight times in this book. And it bothers me every single time. Also the word maidenhead. Really? I didn't like pick up on that. She says maidenhead once, I think, which is another name for a hymen. Mm -hmm. Um and deflowered several times. I don't know why. Those words just they bother me a little bit. Um 
I guess they don't bother me because I didn't pick up on it yeah. to do anything. Um, I guess I'm not a big, uh, eh. I can see why you wouldn't like them. I guess I don't have any strong feelings towards them because yeah. I just kind of go past them. Just a, a, just a, a little wildflower, you know, waiting for its petals to be plucked, <laughs> released to the wind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you, can vampires get blowjobs from other vampires i feel like they can it seems like the teeth would get in the way i think they probably can i mean because they can use this like fancy endorphin shit that comes out of their oh things. yeah so, so a little a little dick scraping wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing anyway right yeah plus they seem to get off on the pain so they might enjoy like having their dicks pierced by the canines yeah mm, i just wondered it does seem like the teeth would get I, we've read some of the alien books we've read i feel like the teeth are a problem with the blowjobs um. and speaking of having your dick pierced um so <laughs> what a what a segue <laughs> yeah i know so this is not the first book that we've read where like during oral there's like some blood being taken from the genitals and it does not so what's what's nice about this is the vampires can use their vampire magic whatever it is to release endorphins to make it pleasurable but just the idea of someone taking blood from around my clitoris sounds very unpleasant. I if there were no endorphins, I would not be on board. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even with endorphins, though, it's going to hurt the first time it pierces. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people get their clit pierced. So, yeah. Gosh, I could. Oh, it makes me like go like close uh, my legs clenched. like yeah, yeah like clench. <laughs> yeah apparently it feels really great though so darius oh so the the consensus about humans is that they're property they're just food right and so darius's whole thing is like and he he feels this way because of his sire cam who was like yeah they're food but we don't have to torture them. I, I think it's interesting that that's the sentiment about them. Like, yes, it's like that. It reminds me of the animal cruelty things like, yeah, it's food, but we don't have to treat them badly. We can be humane about how we eat them. I, I also <laughs> made a note about, is this maybe like a jab at like, um, our, um, our meat system or whatever. Our, yeah. Um, I, I, have, I made a note about that too. I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if this is, um, if she's making kind of a statement with this. Yeah. Like a well, subtle, a subtle commentary because, on. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's what I thought of too, when I was reading it. So I'm sure it's not just the two of us. Other people yeah. who read it probably had that same thought. Maybe other people drawing that conclusion. I wonder. Yes. I also like that his, he's also like, Gosh, humans are so boring now. I, sh I miss when women were sassy. <laughs> okay. okay. So we want them to, we want to, we want to 
make humans less subservient because they're really boring. There's no, <laughs> there's no chase anymore. There's no, <laughs> yeah. they've lost all their sass. We need our sassy <laughs> ladies back. <laughs> Uh, so like I think the conflict that he feels about because he he's you know he's he's meant to be above these other vampires who just you know treat their virgins like objects and throw them away when they're finished with them but he feels conflicted about it too because he because he is a vampire you know uh having this female be terrified of him and be subservient to him that speaks to his like predator instincts right and so he's like, this is super erotic and I'm very aroused. So he says the art of owning a person was morally wrong. And yet I couldn't bring myself to regret it. Like that's, that's an interesting statement. He can recognize that having a human slave is bad, but the blowjobs are worth it. <laughs> they make are, it worth it. Are worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Baby, I'm worth that. <laughs> I made a similar note sort of down um, down the line here um, where he wants to restore balance. He wants humans to be treated better. But we see like some of this propaganda and stuff is really ingrained in him. And I guess it's because he's a predator and a vampire as well. You know, like he does not really do a great job of taking her emotions into account um for right. things which is one thing and the way that he talks about her sometimes is still very I don't necessarily know if degrading is the right term but still talks about her and because she is she's property to him but for somebody right. who's More like, like an object and a person yes he's still yeah yeah he's still there are definitely still parts where he um objectifies her like that and doesn't really see her like that like when he's talking with Trevor and Ivan at some points yeah, his friend, how oh, and oh. his friends for sure. They call her a fuck doll. Like, yeah, that's, that's not how you talk about a person with feelings. And yeah, I mean, oh. yeah. So while he's better, I still feel like it's, you, you know, our expectations, I guess, should be pretty low for this. He's still, he's still learning. Know, he's, he's still learning. Yeah. Yeah, and he definitely doesn't seem at all able to take like her emotions into account. Really. No, because he does so many things where she like at one point he, uh, oh, it's when what's his name Sebastian he the mm -hmm. regent he comes to her house and he tells her he starts the evening off by telling Julie or Darius starts the evening off by telling her that he's very disappointed in her so she goes into it slightly upset and terrified already. And then she thinks that he's going to share her with Sebastian, which is terrifying because he's scary and he hurts her when he first sees her. And then he says something to her about her being sick and he dismisses her and tells her that, or he, yeah, he dismisses her and she feels super, super upset. And she goes upstairs and is like, I, I mean, just falls into herself, basically, when he comes to check on her, like he's feeling super good about things, things with Sebastian went well, and he didn't because he didn't want to have to share her, because he has feelings for her. And she completely 
opposite interpretation of how things went. And she says, you should just kill me. I want to die. I hate you. She super, super upset. Like, hmm, Darius. Yeah, he doesn't totally realize. Yeah. He's saying like, you're a person, you have feelings. Like I'm acknowledging you, but then right in front of her too, he's talking about, what does he say? I remember like, you know, about her being, she'll be more experienced in all ways. And yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so implying that. Right. He will share her in as food and as, and I understand he's putting on, you know, sort of a front, you know, yeah. for Sebastian, but still, you know, he could share some and he's already told her his plan and why he wants her to exist. He could share some more. <laughs> information about the situation with her to at least put her at ease uh but i guess her her turmoil is is part of it so yeah we definitely see it's like he decided to do this thing without having any real knowledge of how you're supposed to interact with humans i guess i mean i guess he maybe kind of forgot what it was like because he remembers he does remember it being like humans being in charge yeah so as humans with our volatile emotions yeah i just love that the first thing that in this book the first thing oh supernaturals are real let's kill them (laughs) yeah that does seem like exactly what we would do it does you're totally right all right so let's use them as a weapon what can we do to who strengthen our military with them I also think that's why no aliens have come to visit us because we're like a dumpster fire and they know <laughs> if they touch down on earth, it would be a nightmare. I think that the aliens are waiting for us to destroy ourselves before they come and investigate human, like the human race. They're like, ah, we'll just let them burn themselves out. <laughs> it's only so- got about 50 more years to go. <laughs> Oh gosh. We'll come back and check on them in a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame them for sure. Mm-hmm. So for me in this book, Darius is a good mix of like alcohol and actual decent person. You know, in some books we get like, I really want to murder the alcohol. Like I'm, you know what I'm thinking of, like the chaos series. I'm like, I want to murder him. Yeah. Um, but in this, I'm like, you're being a jerk. I hate you, but also like, all right, you're still actually a decent person. You know, like, all right, I got this. It was a good mix for me, which I think is like one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good mix. Yeah. There are the few times when I'm like, I, Darius what are you doing it's not because he's being like intentionally cruel it's like he just doesn't he's not he doesn't know right he's yeah it's not from a place of cruelty it's like a place of ignorance so yeah that's a good point I guess that's what it is and it's just like him naturally being a dominating person yeah you know um or vampire he's naturally dominating because he's a predator yeah he's a predator and he's really old yeah he's more powerful than the majority of the vampires in the area because he's over 3,000 years old. The Aracita bond, I think, is really interesting. So there's this process. They have to exchange blood three times. If you penetrate before that, you can't make them an Aracita. After you make them an Aracita, 
if you die, the Aresita dies, or if they have sex with someone else, the bond is nullified. Benefits, immortality, harder to kill, I guess, if you're immortal, so that's good. Um, can do the telepathic communication, which is handy and comes in handy in this book because they can feel each other's motions and talk to each other, which is nice. It's like internal walkie talkies. Super cool. Uh, I feel like there are some problematic areas associated with the Aracita bond. So um, having an Aracita is like a strength, but also a weakness. And so my concern is like, what happens if your Aracita gets kidnapped or raped or whatever because then the bond is instantly nullified which sucks right and in the world that they live in i could see that very easily happening yeah totally a legit possibility yeah so that's problematic also when so from this it's a male female relationship in this book um and so i do and be i haven't finished the series but it does make me wonder if aracitos are a thing where it's like a female vampire and a male human or I mean even like a male male vampire or human vampire or female female bond um, because that like the the loss of virginity definitely seems to be associated with like penetration so can there be a female female bond with Aracitas? that's an interesting point I don't know obviously I don't know um if I mean, I guess there are always strap-ons. That, that's true. There are strap-ons. I mean, so I feel like loss of virginity, we typically associate with like the act of penetration. So I wonder if there are, seems like there's a lot of rules around the creation of this bond. So it just makes me wonder, would it need to be a strap-on if it's a female-female relationship? Like what? What is what part of the act is it that solidifies the bond in terms of sexual activity? Because there's a sexual component too. Right. It's not just the blood. Just curious. So you mentioned um, they're able to talk telepathically. We see this so much in books. Yeah. I mean, we've got Reese and Feyre. We have Rowan and um, Aelin. We have Mac and Barons. Um, we have this. Am I missing anyone else? I feel like this is common. It does seem pretty common. I mean, it's I, you know, it's very helpful, so I can understand why yeah. it would be. I mean, it would, especially in a world like this, where so there are because so Darius has taken on a major task in trying to unbrainwash someone who's been brainwashed for their entire life, and there are times when what's her name, Juliet. There are times when Juliet brainwashing like her conditioning to submit uh, overcomes like safety protocols that are hardwired in the human body and so it's helpful in their situation when she like has that freeze response um, when scary things happen because Darius can be like at one such at one point he's like put down your fork wipe off your mouth put down your napkin stand up like so that's it's helpful that he can kind of direct or look if they get in sketchy even with regent sebastian he says tell him that you're not feeling well which she does so it's helpful in those situations especially where that freeze or fear response overcomes her 
ability to act. Yeah, it's very helpful. So I like watching um, as Juliet becomes deprogrammed, I guess, unbrainwashed. Um, And she becomes sort of more aggressive with Darius, like when they get to Chicago slash Lilith City or whatever, and she sees him with Mira Mm -hmm. and she just like gets on his lap. Yeah. And he's like, this is my... And like that would have been like so dangerous if Mira was somebody like not Darius's friend. Yeah. Um, that could have been really bad. But she gets this possessive streak to her, you know, like when he tells her that she can't have sex with anyone else, but he could have sex with someone else. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. Like, are you demanding that like exclusivity? Um, and yeah, like possessiveness. And then he's talking to. I don't know if it's either Trevor or Ivan. He's talking to somebody. Um, and he's like, um, I don't know if she's picking up on what I'm putting out, you know, because he's really possessive oh, yeah. of her. You know, like she could be picking up on his possessiveness. Yeah. Um, or if like she just kind of has a jealous streak. Right. And he's like, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so... I just there was something uh, cute about that part I like because you get to see her kind of not be a sex slave yeah like actually have thoughts of her own yeah that's nice yeah I wish that we had gotten to learn more about Darius's past we don't I'm we know a little bit so like he he shares that he's a book lover he has a library and I like that he tries to educate Juliet as part of the unbrainwashing experience he takes her to his library gives her a couple of stacks of books and says read come find me when you're finished so we know like he used to be a professor we know he's been around for a really long time I would have liked to have discovered a little bit more about his past because I mean we pretty much know what Juliet's life is like it's 3,000 years is a long time to be alive did he have lovers in the past I, I just want to know more yeah I mean he mentions how he did like see he was like there for the crusades yeah you know so my like yeah I'd like to learn a little bit more I don't think I'd want to learn any more about his lovers if he was if there were other people he was in love with I don't want to well I mean based there. on the way that he interacts with Juliet it doesn't sound like he's ever dated anybody because he's <laughs> really bad at female emotion understanding female emotions which I guess is what I I don't know surely in his 3,000 years he's had some lovers yes he's had two surely he's really good at the oral sex so he's practiced on somebody you know in that other book that I was reading the angel book I don't even remember what it's called oh by Felicity Heaton Right, where the um, va- or vampire, the angel is like 2,000 years old and has been celibate that whole time. I mean, he picks up really quick. And it's always like, I couldn't believe he was, you know, he'd never done this before, sort of thing. I mean, I guess it's possible to just be a fast learner. Yeah. If you're 2,000 years old, you probably develop the ability to pick up on skills pretty quickly. So there are some very interesting lines in this let me I will read a few okay for example 
my seed owns you now. Um, Trevor and Ivan still remembered what it was like to be human. They preferred consensual sex. I would love for her to live on my cum alone, but Ugh. that seemed improbable and a bit cruel. Ugh. What? Wow, what lines? <laughs> Especially the, my seed owns you now? That's weird. Don't say that. If anyone said that to me, I would just kick them out. Don't. Do you remember there's that scene where Victor is killed? He's beheaded and she's covered in his blood because yes. he was, you know, she was in his lap when he had his head cut off. So she's covered in the splatter. And then what's Darius ejaculates on her chest and demands that she rub the semen in because that's where Victor, he bit her on her breasts. And so he's like claiming I, all of the semen in imagery, this is just a personal, there's not anything wrong with it, but for me, Oh, sticky. So bothered by it. <laughs> yeah. The no. rubbing it in. And then she has to walk through the house. Look that. She has, she's not ashamed of it though. She's just like, whatever. Yeah, Cause this is like, what she's. I mean, that's her training though. That's her. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just reminds me of, so do you remember when you were a kid and like, if you got, I don't, maybe your mom didn't do this. Do you, did y'all ever use Vic Sav? Yeah. Vic yeah. Vapor Rub? Yeah, so Vicks Vapor Rub, like the lotion kind that rubbed into your skin came later. When I was a kid, they had this shit that you put on your chest and it doesn't, it just stays like a goo on your chest. And then you put your shirt on over it and your shirt sticks to it and it's disgusting. You didn't rub it in like, like you didn't move it around? Yeah, no, you, you rubbed it on your chest, but it didn't absorb. Oh, yes. Yes. Does it absorb yeah. now? They have it that absorbs. They make like it a lotion. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They make it a lotion now. It's way oh. better. But when I was a kid, yeah, it was like the Vaseline. Like it didn't rub into your skin. It just kind of like top coated. And then you yeah. put your shirt on it and then it sticks and then you move and it like slides around and it's the worst feeling ever. That's what I see in this situation. Blech. I only ever put it on at night. So I, I would put it on and go to sleep so I guess I didn't I mean like I would wear a shirt you know I was wearing a shirt but there wasn't like a whole bunch of movement other than me like laying on my side I guess well I mean same situation for me but it affected like I couldn't go to sleep because it just had that feeling of this my shirt sticking to me I have a real thing about clothes and like socks the seams always had to be right on my socks um so there's a great line in this book. Um, it's poor Mr. America doesn't understand our dry sarcasm, D. Ivan muttered. Do you think it's because his former political system didn't value education the way ours did? <laughs> oh my God. That is just such a great like jab at, you know, America because yeah. it's so true. We put like no money into education at all. No money into education or arts or anything. It's just like so I thought that was a good little jab yeah. at the political system and education system that she did and then that's what then made me wonder too if with all of the food um because I think I highlighted the same line but that doesn't mean we must be cruel and torture our food that also made me think maybe she's doing that old as yeah. well there's some snark in here and I really like it there's one point where 
Uh, like Juliet has no understanding for sarcasm and she's super literal because that's how she was trained. And so he walks, Darius walks into her room and says, put on something, put on some clothes so he can give her a tour of the house. And she says, what would you like me to wear? He says, preferably nothing. She's like, fine. Just <laughs> shucks her robe and is 100% naked. <laughs> Well, that's not exactly what I meant, but you don't understand sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. I like also in that same scene, I think it's the same scene with the, um, where he says the dry sar sarcasm part. Um, he tells her how old she is and she goes, well, you look really good for your age. And they laugh and... <laughs> Poor Juliet. Um, I, I think Darius, it's his, um, he's the narrator in this side. And he goes, she couldn't have suddenly developed a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of rude. I mean, he's not wrong, but still. Yeah. She was trying so hard to be polite. <laughs> Bless her. She does try really hard. I yeah. feel bad for her. She just wants to make him happy. And he's come through ruining all of the training. And she has so much confusion because she just wants to not be hurt. I mean, really, it's all self-preservation the way that she acts. She's trying to not be injured. Yeah. And make him unhappy. Yep. I know. I, f I feel for her in this book, especially because he's not open with her. Yeah. <sighs> Especially with that Jace thing. He tells her, I'm going to use you as my poison. But she's like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know the Jace thing was really bad. In his defense, he didn't know, he didn't intend for Jace to bite her. Right. But, you know, he, he could have said, I'm going to have this guy. Right. He could have prepared her exactly. a little bit better. Yeah. He could have. Oh, when they were in the, like, I imagined it as basically a coffin. I think actually it's described as a coffin, isn't it? Box, whatever. Oh, yeah. That where she squished in between Darius and Jace. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, are we going to get some, like, threesome action I here know, or something? I know, male, female, male. I was so hopeful. Yeah, me too. Didn't we did happen. Not. We didn't no. get it. We didn't. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, Darius was never going to share her. Right. I was surprised, actually. I guess it got that far, even with Jace. I mean, even though Jace just, like, had his face and her hair, but he was, like, rubbing her hip, too. Yeah. But I thought maybe because she was pressed up against him. Mm -hmm. just... Nope. So... Darius mentions that all the vampires are forever frozen in their 30s. And that's why they all look good. But like, there are 30 year olds out there who look like shit. That I is mean, true. I mean, I look like shit. Like Vicky, <laughs> no ma'am. We are not doing that negative self-talk on this podcast. Nope. But I would have rather been frozen in my 20s than in my 30s, right? Um, you know, so. I just, it makes me wonder, are there any 
average looking vampires yeah they always I wonder say if no. there are any average dicked vampires because they're always like above average dick size vamps yeah any below average dick size vamps no not for our purposes that wouldn't make for good reading the people no. want super dicks but i see what your point is i don't know she does talk about how all vampires are gorgeous, but Derry is is more gorgeous. So maybe not. All right, let's talk about our quotable quotes. Um, I picked, because I like this, I thought it was kind of funny, and I'd love to be able to use this on somebody one day. Um, Daria says, more like supreme bitch in reference to <laughs> uh, queen or goddess Lilith. Lilith. Reference to Lilith. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I would love to one day be able to use that on somebody. I don't know when or when I will be in the situation, but one day I will use somebody more like supreme bitch. I'm going <laughs> to use it. I'll find a way. Work it into conversation somehow. Yeah. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> okay. Well, I chose the quote. Darius says this to what's her name Darius says this to Juliet after she gives him a blowjob so he says you're worth everything I pay for and more darling oh this is a 22 million dollar blowjob or we don't know how much he actually paid for her but it's in millions like that's some pretty high praise for her skills that that throat training that really came through and it's just <laughs> I think I laughed when I read that. Like, how sweet. She's worth it. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Vicki, what are your final thoughts on Chase Lee Bitten? I really like this. This book was really hot. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I... I have not read the second book all the way through yet. I will, um, though, because that's how much I enjoyed this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The second book is about the vampire who's supposed to be going crazy, yeah. age crazy or something. Yeah. Um, I really like this book, too. It is super hot. This Her other series is really good, too. The um, immortal curse series that we mentioned it's really great this one is going to be a little bit darker and a little more serious than than that series though so if you're looking for something a little darker this is this is a good and something that's super spicy this is a good option um and there are several books in this series so you have things to keep you occupied the uh, there are other books in this series that explore lichens too so if that's your jam that's out there as well Alrighty, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you join us next week. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.